the reason why it's kingdom business is because it starts with the king. And my God doesn't want to put you in a place and then leave you there to fail. He wants to put you in a place and the pressure of that place forces you to become more like him over time because you're forced to lean on him. Well, g'day guys and welcome back to the podcast. You know, on this particular episode, I want to address something that has popped up in many conversations lately. It's mastering the mental game. You know, I, can, I believe it can be one of the hardest parts to actually master, right? You know, like you can learn Google ads and Facebook ads and marketing and recruiting and all those things that you need to do. But they all kind of come and go in a time, you know, you know, for example, Facebook ads didn't exist in sort of, you know, 2017 um, and, and they'll probably be gone at some point in the future. They're a little, but, but the mental game is something that you really need to be able to master over such a long period of time. And I guess, um, you know, I want to always be speaking into what I think's popping from our audience. And, you know, I spend most of my days having coaching calls and, and people reaching out to me. And, um, and when I see the patterns and the trends of, of what I'm hearing, that's when I kind of want to address those issues. Because they're, if they're happening in my little microcosm of, of, of clients and business owners, then they would be happening broader than that. And so a lot of people calling me up, a lot of people saying you know, that they're, they're struggling mentally um, and, and they need some tools to be able to I guess last the distance, play the long game, and just kind of get that joy back, that perspective back, that focus back to be able to build their business. And so, you know, that's what we're going to be talking into. A bunch of these episodes um, are rah-rah, right? And, and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of rah-rah. There's always a place for it, right? Celebrating wins is vital because the game is so hard that we have to celebrate those wins, but it can't always be rah-rah. And so, you know, this particular episode, I want to bring some practical tools to the struggle of the mental game. And, um, and I guess I'm going to be talking out of testimony. I don't produce these videos because I'm the guy with all the answers. I can't stand that guru mentality that's out there today where everyone, you know, the, the, the guy on screen is supposed to be the guy that has it all together. I don't have it all together. I have some answers. And the other thing I have is I've walked this journey for quite some time. And so I have learned my own tools, my own tricks, my own strategies. I've plumbed the depths of scripture to kind of pull out some wisdom to lean on. And so that's really all I'm talking out of. It's really just, um, I've, I've, I've had these struggles, I've learned some tools, and I'm gonna be communicating them today. I wanna to help you master the mental game. I think it is worse now, the mental game, um, with what we've just been through as a global uh, economy, a global community for the last couple of years. You know, um, you know, I think when COVID first launched um, and, and first became a thing, I think a lot of people, including myself, kind of thought, all right, well, let's just dig deep for a couple of months and we'll get through it. Like that's that, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, it's funny, right? I had 200 clients that were leaning on me to help them grow their business. And, and when COVID started, you know, every single one of them needed a phone call every day to kind of say it's going to be OK. And so. People like me and a lot of others kind of just took the stance of like um, this, you know, we'll get through this and, and this will be fairly quick and here's what you need to do. And because the opposite would have been a way worse idea of like, it's all bad and you should quit. So we kind of took the stance of like, no, no, let's, 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 let's just dig in for it because it, it won't be that long. And it ended up being 
incredibly protracted over years. I mean, we're still obviously experiencing, uh, you know, challenges today. Um, supply chain, interest rates, inflation, printing money, they're all going to be legacy issues that are with us even longer. So I think what happened, though, is, you know, the reason why a lot of people are struggling right now mentally is because, you know, like, like two and a half years ago, they started to dig deep to get through COVID and it went on and they had to dig deep again and then dig deep again, you know, third wave, dig deep again. And in that, I think a lot of people were like, I'll get through this, it'll get better. I'll get through this, it'll get better. You know, and that was kind of like the language they told themselves to get through it. And that's awesome and you needed to do that. And then obviously that was a long period of time. And then what's compounded it is here we are two and a half years later and we're not back to those good days that we kind of hung on to in our mind that we were hoping for. There's still a bunch of challenges. My Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. And although I'm talking about the mental game, it's nearly impossible to separate the brain from the heart as believers because they're so connected. But even just practically, they, you know, they talk a very similar language. And so hope deferred makes the heart sick. So because you've been pushing from the start of COVID to the, you know, a few months to six months to one year to the second year, of, because you've been pushing and then hanging on to this notion that it's going to be amazing. We're going to go back. We're going to make loads of money. We're going to be like, and then here we are two and a half years later and it's not amazing. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, it's almost like their mental capacity run out to be able to dig deep. And, and so now they're scrambling in their mind to find other reasons and, and things like that, and none of it's working. And so, and so if that's where you find yourself, that's what I'm going to be talking into it. Where, you know, whether you find yourself there like falling in a heap today, which I know is some people, that's why I'm doing this, or even just a little bit, even if you're just a little bit off, then, um, then I want to help you get some clarity. The only, I guess, macro answer to this, I mean, I'm going to dig deep into some little tools and some scripture, but the only macro answer to this is you're going to have to reprogram how you think. We, we've got to get you thinking one way and get you on this path, okay? Because the path you're on mentally and the thoughts you're having are not serving you. And so I need to go through a process of showing you that the alternative thinking is better. And once I can get your perspective to shift from where it is today to, you know, let, let's call it, you know, God's perspective. Once I can get that shift, a whole thing's going to unravel for you and you're going to start to see a whole lot clearly, a whole lot more clearly as a result of this episode. The theme of this year's Kingdom Business Summit is taking ground. In the parable of the Minas, we see a story where the master, who is Jesus, gives talents to the servants, which is us, with the instructions to occupy until he returns. But what does it look like to take ground? Ultimately, it's about bringing God's way of trading from heaven to earth. But taking ground starts in the mind. It spills out into our businesses, but ultimately it impacts our communities. And I think we can all agree that we need far more kingdom businesses being salt and light, impacting our communities. Kingdom Business Summit is gonna be a life-changing event. Over the two and a half days, you are gonna learn topics like digital marketing, like sales, like how to recruit, attract and retain the best talent, ultimately become the leader that you can become to chase down your God-given vision. You know, there's gonna be time for business, there's gonna be time for networking, we're gonna make time for lunch and dinner, we're gonna make time for church service, worship service, and we're gonna finish the event with prophetic ministry. You know, I said at the start of the video that taking ground starts in the mind, which is why I've got Duncan Armstrong, gold medalist, talking on disciplines and mindset. 
And then I said, Taking Ground goes into our businesses where you'll be hearing from me, Esther and Ash, how to scale up your business practically. And then I said, Taking Ground moves into our communities, which is why I've got Ed Silvoso, the father of Marketplace, dialing in from California to teach us how do we impact the world around us. You know, I'm really looking forward to linking arms with you and learning how to do business God's way so that we can ultimately do kingdom business and change culture. See you at KBS 2022. Let's have a look at some scripture just for fun. And, and, and I don't use these to beat you up. I use them to kind of paint a picture <coughs> of, you know, of, of how bad it can get, I suppose, if we don't address these things. And I could have picked on a ton of scriptures, but I've just got three here. Um, and, and I kind of want to start with one that's really heavy. And I think it illustrates the point of one lot of thinking, the current lot of thinking that's, that's not producing great fruit because you're frustrated, and then, and, then, and then what it would look like to be more like God's thinking. James 4.4 4 says this, and anything, anything starts with James is going to be a spiritual uppercut because it's a, it's a heavy book, but I love this. And it's not rah-rah, and it's not tickling your ears, and it's highly offensive, which is why I know that it'll cut through, because that's what the word does best. James 4.4 says this. It starts adulterers and adulteresses. Like, it's basically, it's calling you adulterers and adulteresses, which is highly offensive, let me just say. Um, But far out, it gets my attention. Adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know that your friendship with the world is enmity with God? far out your friendship with the world is enmity and you know another word for enmity is like like constant attack like relentless problems is another version right so let we'll put put that into context um do you not know that your friendship with the world is a whole bunch of problems with god and and in fact some infer it the other way do you not know that your friendship with the world is standing up again and fighting against the things of God? Wow. Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And I think, and this is what I plan to unpack on this episode, that all of those frustrations and angers and, and defeat and, and um, you know, like, like maybe even oppression or maybe even to the extent of depression, I think, I think, they stem from a place of making friends with the world instead of friends with God and the things of the kingdom. And that's the distinction that I want to make here. So when, the reason why it's saying adulterers and adulteresses is because it's saying you have essentially given yourself over to a false God, right? You know, like when you make friends with the world, you're making friends with another idol instead of making friends with God. And, and all of those things that I just said, frustration, anger, they're because we've taken the right thinking and we've replaced it with worldly thinking and by default made friends with the world. This one's a little bit less offensive. Let's come back a little bit and you, you, you'll know these. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and a spirit of mammon. You cannot serve God and you cannot... Mammon is a false God that is luring and and deceitful um, and it takes our attention away from the things of God and chases earthly things. Like it's it's a distraction tool from the enemy to get us focused. So it's effectively the same thing. You cannot serve both 
is what we're reading here from Matthew. You cannot serve the things of God and you cannot serve the things of this world. And so all of those frustrations that I think you might be feeling, they're coming from the fact that you have started to believe things of this world. And, and, and so you're massively frustrated because you're torn, because you, you, know, you, you can't have both um, and they're at war with each other. All right, let, let me, let, you'll know this one too. This one's even a little bit softer again. I'm trying to, trying to win you back as friends because I might have offended you at the start by calling you an adulterer or an adulteress. Remember, I didn't. It was James. All right, James 1.8 says this. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You know that one. Double-minded is I'm, I'm, I'm pursuing... I say I want to build the kingdom of God and do a kingdom business. And at the same time, my thoughts and therefore my behaviors are mapping to the things of this world. You're unstable. You, the reason why you end up frustrated and angry and want to quit is because those two worlds cannot live together. They're double-minded. They're unstable. You cannot coexist. You have to, you're forced to pick one. Now, the sad reality is most people will keep chasing the things of this world. The frustration and anger will push them to chase more of the world system. Most people will conform more and more and more and more to the patterns of this world instead of heeding the call and actually realizing that that perspective only going to enter death anyway, end in death anyway, spiritual death, whatever. Whereas if you can just see perspective from God's eyes, then, then everything changes. Let me put it to you this way. Nothing changes, but everything changes. If I can get you to take your eyes off the things of this world and put them on the things of God, it doesn't mean that all your problems go away. So in essence, nothing changes, but everything changes. Everything changes because no longer do the little things, the short term, the, you know, the, the carnal, they don't throw you off because your perspective changes. You know, I'm talking here specifically about these kind of thoughts. I'm not enough. I'm talking about... You know, I should be further ahead by now. If I had a dollar for every time somebody told me they should be further ahead by now, I'd have at least a thousand extra dollars. Um, people, you know, people literally say to me, I'm no good at this business thing. Um, I, it, this whole thing is frustratingly slow. It's making me angry. People say to me, when do I get to rest? People say to me, I just can't keep going. People say, to me, it's far too hard. People say, I keep getting knocked down. They're the kind of, they're the kind of thoughts that are at war with the things of God. Because what they show me is they show me that you've started to compare yourself to a worldly system. You've started to expect the things of the worldly system. You're comparing yourself to the people that are on a pedestal in the world system. And all of that means that you have possibly, let me just put it there, made friends with the world. Hey, sorry to butt in. We're gonna get back to the show in a minute. But I just wanted to let you know that I was talking to my mum the other day and she thinks this show is excellent. And she was surprised to find out that you're probably not subscribed. So for me and my mum, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell button, please. All right, let's get back to the show. So I wanna kind of speak into some of them because I think that um, because I've been there, I was the guy that had all those thoughts, I've had them. Uh, they, they lead to a horrible place um, and you don't, have to, you don't have to go down that path. I want to help you reprogram and I can't do all of it, but I can do some of it to try and help you understand that it doesn't take a whole lot actually to reprogram yourself from one set of thinking around the world and shifting that to be the kind of thinking that would come from God's economy. You know, like, like the people that get caught up thinking, I don't measure up, I don't measure up. Well, I would say to you that that's a very worldly system, but in the kingdom of God, here's what I would say to you as, 
as like a mantra, as like a reprogramming, I would say to you that my business doesn't define me. See, whereas somebody thinks I'm not measuring up, what I would say is my business doesn't define me. What defines me is the promises of God. I'm a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I'm a co-heir with Christ. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I've been placed above all principalities. He loves me so much he sent his son for me. Like, surely goodness and mercy will follow me. All that gets caught up in those thoughts of I don't measure up, then you've got to start to think, actually, my business doesn't define me. My business doesn't define me. I'll take all the business I can get. I'm going for a big business. I have to add team. I'm going for more revenue, but it doesn't define me. Therefore, if it's not there in the timely manner that I've set, it won't offend me. It won't affect me because it's not how I'm defined. Once you get that inside of you, then you get a clear perspective and ironically, probably end up with more revenue, more staff and a bigger business because now you can see clearly and you're not beating yourself up. Here's somebody else might say this. It's all going too slow. I'm frustrated. It, you know, it, you know like, like it, I just should have been further ahead by now. I hear that a lot. Well, here's what I would say to you if you're going to reprogram yourself. Here's what I would say to myself. The anointing for business is for life, not for this year. The anointing for business is for life and not this year. I didn't go into business for 2022. I went into business for life. I'm 43 as I sit here today. I'll be doing business until my very last breath. Now, it won't be the kind of business I'm in now. The, 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 you know, the, the marketing agency that we own, that'll come and go. Who knows what that looks like in 15 years' time? You know, the, the, the property development business, I don't know that that'll be around in that format. I'm, I'm pretty sure it won't. That doesn't matter. The anointing on me is to do business, to advance the kingdom until the day I die. And the reason why I would say that is it pushes out the horizon, allows you to fill your lungs up with air and take a big breath and go, oh, okay, I'm doing this business thing for life. Let's just put in a good year. And next year, let's put in a good year. And next year, let's put in a good year. And I'll play it 100% and I'll work hard and be super diligent. But I'm not going to get frustrated. Now, here's what I've got, interestingly, having you know the benefit of time. I'm 43, like I said. I've been in business myself for 24 of those 43 years. Started at 19. At about the 26-year um, mark, I, that's when I hopped into sort of business coaching. I've been doing it for a long, long time. And I saw a lot of people that were much further than me in the business coaching game. They'd been in it a few years. They had, you know, or, you know basically put together some measure of wealth. And it's really interesting because if I had made them my yardstick, I've already out, I had outperformed them financially, impact-wise, size of business a long time ago, right? I, now that I've got the hindsight of time, I can look back and see, well, hang on a minute, I, I've, just by showing up every single year, just by pushing and bringing my best every single year, I've outperformed everybody in my industry anyway. So whereas at one point it would have been easy to beat myself up and be almost possibly jealous of these people that were further, I just put my head down and grind, head down and grind. They've all fallen away. Most of them have fiddled away their wealth. And here I am still standing and growing. Why? Because that's the anointing. I'm taking a long-term view. You know, every single phone call you make, every email, every marketing strategy, every person you meet, they are all single building blocks on building an exponential curve of building a great business. But you have to have a long-term view to benefit from it. There'll be an email that you'll send in three months' time 
that goes nowhere, but somebody sees it and then in four years time rings you up and says, hey, we'd like to go ahead with something. And then they'll become a raving fan in five years. And then in seven years time, they'll introduce you to somebody and you'll do business with them. And then 11 and a half years from there, they'll introduce you to somebody that doubles your business. We get so caught up in, in July or September or 2022. It, it, that's not the game. See, the anointing is on me for life. And so what that allows me to do is now I don't compare myself to the people around me, the other people in my industry, the people that I think are going further. The only thing I've now got to compare myself to is my potential. The only thing I now compare myself to is I want everything God's got for me. And now it shifts. I'm no longer friends with the world in a world system of trying to measure up and the speed that I think it should go. And now I'm just chasing everything God's got for me over the entire life and every day that I have here on earth. And I've got to tell you, it brings a whole lot of liberty and a whole bunch of freedom knowing that all I've got to do is go and chase everything God's got for me. And the long journey will ensure that I win. You know, somebody else might be sitting there and they're thinking, well, I deserve more from my business. You know, people say, oh, you know, I see all my friends going on holidays and I don't get to have a holiday. All my friends have got nice cars and I don't get to have a nice car. You know, like, like, like that, that, like they want things in the short term and, and and by the way that's it's not necessarily evil but it but it can be and even though it's not evil it's it's probably not smart because because you know the world is trying to get you to to sell off your godly dream in exchange for a counterfeit and the counterfeit if you look on Instagram today is you know whatever girls in bikinis bentleys ferraris lamborghinis massive houses tiger on a gold leash you know, Rolex watches, that's the counterfeit that the world is trying to give you. And, and if you give that any time, by the way, then you'll all of a sudden, even in the smallest way, you'll be thinking, I want what the world has to give me. And I tell you, if you want to be friends with the world, you'll be enemies with God. So instead of thinking that like, like I deserve more from my business now, if you want to reprogram that, all you've got to start to tell yourself is that you seek first the kingdom of God. If you seek first the kingdom of God, the beautiful thing about this is that you can seek things second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and they can be for yourself, but you can't seek for yourself first and for the kingdom first because there's only one first. So if you actually just decide to seek for the kingdom first, you'll have all the other things added onto you. But when a godly kingdom entrepreneur who's chasing the things of the kingdom switches their allegiance to chasing things of this world, of course you're going to live in frustration. Of course you're never going to measure up. Of course, because it's a, you know, it's a counterfeit. And it's a counterfeit that's so elusive. It's, it's, it's smoke and mirrors. It doesn't exist. Once you get one thing, you want another thing and another thing and another thing and another thing. And before you know it, you give the whole lot away. Or you completely give yourself over to Baal on the journey. Right? That's, 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 that's what happens. And that's what I don't want to happen for anybody else. So instead of getting caught up in that I deserve more short-term gain, just decide that you're seeking first the kingdom of God. See, and I think it's easy to do when your mindset is that you actually died to self. If you lay down your life, then any, you know, any short-term gain um, out of the wrong motivation is effectively trying to pick the old man up anyway. If you died to self and gave yourself over to the kingdom of God, which is what a believer does, then the desire for things ahead of God giving them to you, because he'll give you things second, third, fourth, 
the desire for things ahead of time instead of when God gives them to you is actually leads to death, right? It's picking up your old man and trying to put it on again and live for yourself. Now, if that's really, um, now I want to, I want to make clear something. I didn't say, I didn't say, I didn't say that wanting nice things is ungodly. I said, if you try and create them for yourself ahead of God giving them to you, seek first the kingdom of God and all other things will be given unto you. It's the desire to have them ahead of time that is basically picking up the old man and doing it in your own strength. That's what leads to frustration and ultimately death in the spirit. I'm saying to you that if you can just throw off the short-term need to fit in, to buy the things, to have the life, if you can throw that off and stay committed to the kingdom of God, the promise is that all other things will be added unto you. And as a person that's walked ahead on this journey, I can tell you that as I consistently serve the kingdom of God first and put him first, which means I have an allegiance to God and not to my own self-interest and things and toys and cars and blah, blah, blah. Ironically, over a long period of time, he starts to give me those desires because I first sought his. All right, now somebody else might be sitting there and this is the last one that I really want to go through, but that, they're saying, I'm sick of getting knocked down. Right, this, this frustration has led, I, I'm just sick of it. I can never get a break. I'm getting constantly kicked in the teeth. I can't do it, it's too hard. Well, if we're gonna re reprogram ourselves, what I would say to you is I'm never alone. I'm not doing this on my own. So yes, there are gonna be problems because it's a fallen world and people are gonna rip you off and steal from you and say one thing and do the other and cheat. And that's going to go on because we're in the world. We're not of the world, but we're in the world. That's just a reality, a harsh reality of, of, of life. But actually, if you want to change your perspective, it needs to be that you're not doing this alone. God says to Joshua, take courage. You're not alone. I'm with you. Um, and he would say it to us too. You're not alone on this journey. It is a collaborative relationship. It's fellowship with God to get this job done. And so there are times when you're going to cop kicks, right? There's times when you're going to get pushed back. There's times when it all, nothing makes sense and you want to quit and it's all uphill. You cannot let yourself get frustrated. You've got to push those cares back to somebody who can handle them, which is Christ Jesus. You are accountable for your part, not all of it, right? The reason why it's kingdom business is because it starts with the king. And my God doesn't want to put you in a place and then leave you there to fail. He wants to put you in a place and the pressure of that place forces you to become more like him over time because you're forced to lean on him. The reason why the knockbacks would stop you building business is because you're not collaborating. You're not linking arms with heaven. You're not accessing the resources of heaven to back you. And you're trying to do it all in your own strength. Let me tell you, that is a recipe for failure. Okay. We have to get to the point where we go, I'm going to bring my A game. I'm bringing 100%. But this thing, it's too much. And I put my cares on the cross. It's, that's where they belong. Now, what you can't do is take every small problem and put it at the cross because you have to do your part. But when the kicks keep coming, when nothing makes sense, when you're frustrated and angry that all this effort kind of feels like it goes nowhere, that's when you've got to throw your burdens to Jesus. He knows how to handle them. He's had 8 billion practices before we turned up on earth. He knows what he's doing. And it's in that linking of arms 
that you're able to say, I'll keep walking little bit by little bit, but you need to do the rest here, Jesus, and I'll do my bit and I'll commit 100% to doing my little bit, but I really need you, Jesus. I'm leaning on you to be able to you know, bridge the gap, to be the difference in this scenario. And then, and then I'll go again. And I can tell you that that's not weakness. That is the kind of relationship that God wants with every single one of us. It's not a sign of weakness to say, this is too much and I need your help. And I'm throwing these cares to the foot of the cross. That's not weakness. In fact, I would say to you that that's complete power uh, as, a, you know, as, a, as a man, as a woman. That's where our strength comes from. And so I run through all four of those things because, because you can see how subtle they are. They're not even life-changing sentences. For me, my business doesn't define me. The anointing is for life. I seek first the kingdom of God. I'm never alone. You've got to start to chew on these things because you know the reason why we have default thinking is because we've chewed on thinking long enough that it gets really deep down into our psyche and our minds. Well, you're not going to change that in five seconds. You've got to take these new thoughts, these new beliefs, and reprogram yourself by chewing on them constantly, 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 repeating them 52,000 times a day and then they become your default thinking. And so here's the thing that I really want to kind of wrap this up with. My goal was to change your thinking, not necessarily your business building activity. None of this was to alleviate the need to do marketing and sales and recruit and become a better leader and, you know, and, and negotiate with suppliers. That, you're, you still have to do all of that. It's about changing the mental game so that you can last long enough that you can achieve your potential. But here's the irony. By changing your perspective and changing your thinking, you will actually be clearer in your mind. You'll actually be sharper to then go and do the business activity that you're going to do anyway. You will do the business activity better because your perspective is more in line with the kingdom of God. When you, when you align with the kingdom of God, you get that long-term perspective. You, you, the pressure is off you. You can push it to the side. And when you do that, you can breathe and you can see and you know where you're going and the short-term hits don't get you. And now you're in a better position. You rise above the things of this world and now you can see where you're going and now you do the work and you can see it paying off and the short-term hits don't derail you. And that's what I would want for you. Hey, if this was valuable for you, I want you to do me a favor. Would you please put into the comments, what was the thing that popped for you on this episode? What was the thing I said, or, or even better, what did the Holy Ghost say to you based on something I said? You know, what, what leaped on the inside? I want you to put it in the comments, and, uh, and I want to engage with you there because it's me that engages with you in the comments. Guys, it's been great hanging out with you. Um, I recorded this. Uh, in a way that you may actually want to listen to this more than once, right? You know, like maybe once every six months, just to kind of rejig that thinking because the world's going to try and lure you. You're going to bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. And so it is here. It's on record. It's on the tube. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes, wherever you listen, so that you can revisit it when you want. All right. Thank you so much for giving me your time. It's been a blessing hanging out with you. And I'll see you back next week with more rah-rah. <laughs>